from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief, Monday, January 9th, 2023. Uh, my over under is still at zero. I have not said 2022 as of yet this year. Um, so uh, very excited about that. Welcome. Uh, first week of the of the year, first week of the month of January was, I'd, I'd say, crazy is fair. Circle CI, we're still trying to understand the impact of that, right? A lot of stuff kind of roaming around. If you're on LinkedIn, if you're on Reddit, if you're on Slack, if you're on Discord, you're seeing a lot of different news around that. I don't have an update on Circle CI today. I couldn't find anything credible outside of just different opinions and anything like that. And, and as you all know, that's just not, I, I don't want to deal with rumors. So we've got a lot to talk about today. In fact, a ton of stories to go through. You can see all the tabs at the very top here. We're going to get into that here in just a moment. But before we do, I'll power myself up with my double espresso. Join me in enjoying a morning beverage, whatever it is that you drink, whether it be warm, cold, um, caffeinated or non-caffeinated. I say coffee cup cheers. Thanks, y'all. Good morning, everyone tuning in and commenting. We'll get to that here in just a moment. CISA is notifying Hitachi Energy customers of several high-severity vulnerabilities. The published advisories that came out last week were to inform organizations using a suite of Hitachi Energy products about recently addressed critical and high-severity vulnerabilities. This goes in line with the White House's direction now and in kind of the way White House, Congress, Senate, it might be one of the only bipartisan things they all agree on, the need to really push through cybersecurity um, on critical infrastructures with, with CISA really at the helm under Director uh, Jen Easterly. And this recent advisory talks about five different high-severity vulnerabilities in the UNEM component of high energy of Hitachi Energy's network management system. The issue was related to encryption and user credentials. It could be exploited to obtain sensitive information, make malicious modifications to the system. Um, network access to the targeted system is required for exploitation. The Foxman UN, which is a different product, also had the same five vulnerabilities. And the third one describes three flaws affecting OpenSSL and Zlib, which are used by the uh, Lamada Asset Performance Management product. All have been classified as high severity that could lead to a denial of service or arbitrary code execution. Um, patches are in play, um, and there's also workarounds. You want to make sure you get those updated this morning. Malicious PyPy packages create Cloudflare tunnels to bypass firewall. This one was absolutely fascinating. We've been talking about PyPy now for, for, for the last several months, almost on a weekly basis. Six malicious packages still available on PyPy, the Python package index, were found installing information stealing and remote access Trojan malware while using Cloudflare tunnel to bypass firewall restrictions for remote access. Kind of showing you why the defense in depth here is really, really critical. Now, these didn't have thousands and thousands of downloads. In fact, the six packages in total, you know, one had 165 downloads. One, you guys can see this in front of you, but for those listening, 141, 83, 228. 193 and 130 the link is in the show notes for those listening after the fact um and you guys can definitely check it out there but all the packages have been removed but it keeps showing the the target of threat actors go after 
DevOps, right? Circle CI, Slack, Okta. I can keep going, GitHub. It's very, very clear. Everyone watched SolarWinds develop and kind of the aftermath of SolarWinds and the impact of SolarWinds, right? Lock4j, uh, uh, proxy not shell. Um, there's a whole slew of vulnerabilities and code words and taglines and hashtags that we use today that's an impact of SolarWinds. This is it right here. These packages and the need to really get your DevSecOps and DevOps in play of what packages to use, how are they using it, who in your team, what's the headcount or what's the tech or who's the partner you use to validate is just as important. These information ceiling, these are backdoor. These could be used for crypto, um, for, for, for harvesting cryptocurrency and mining for cryptocurrency. Um, a whole lot, a whole slew of, of, of damages that could be caused by these. Um, and so you definitely want to keep, keep path of this. And again, defense in depth. They install a Cloudflare tunnel, making it seem like the connection is legitimate. It's bypassing any firewall restrictions, meaning that's why you can't just have one firewall, but you got to have a series of checks and balances to everything going on in your environment, especially in DevOps. And don't ignore your dev environment. One key things I, I always see is, you know, prod and, and staging or, or pre-prod um, have all the bells and whistles and then devs kind of left open and these um, these backdoors enter dev and then through time and through escalation of privileges through an attacker who's really motivated or really wants to test something out and potentially on your organization in order to target someone bigger they're trying to see how uh, the security controls are in place and then escalate privileges so it's really critical to have multiple layers and not just one firewall but you want to have a network a perimeter firewall you you know you want to have different ways to recognize connections. Don't, don't let anything bypass it and so forth. That's really important. The 13 Mac malware families that were discovered in 2022 have been now linked to China. This is according to Mac security expert, Patrick Wardell, who's compiled the list of the Mac OS malwares that came to light over the course of the last year. Um, eight of the new malwares, by the way, were spotted in 2021. The first malware was this Joker, a cross-platform backdoor used by an APT actor in targeted attacks. The second macOS Dazzle Spy was used as part of a state-sponsored cyber espionage campaign aimed at pro-democracy activists in Hong Kong. The malware was described as a backdoor information stealer. Um, another piece of malware, which, which was linked to uh, Dazzle Spy, has been named VPN Trojan and is described to have uh, to described as a persistent backdoor. The malware named ORAT has also been linked to Chinese APT. Like I said, China, very much at the forefront of this. Mac is no longer just a mystery. China's powering through this. Um, that's why if you're kind of listening to Apple and Tim Cook, they're starting to slowly break up with China. They're, they're moving a lot of their manufacturing outside of China to India, to Taiwan, to Mexico, to other places. Um, and they're slowly trying to be less dependent on China. And you can obviously see the reason for it. China knows this. And so they're using all the information that they have on Apple in order to build these backdoors now. A Russia-linked uh, Torilla APT is using co-ops H and Andromeda USB infection. So command and control servers from a decade old malware. They're using it for reconnaissance, uh, uh, reconnaissance tools and backdoors on in infected systems to really target the Ukraine. Um, so over the weekend, uh, Putin had declared a ceasefire because it's, it's Russian Christmas. If, if for those who don't know in Eastern Europe, the Orthodox church, which is the church that leads Russia, 
and the Ukraine and, and a lot of parts of the former USSR, including the Greeks for that matter, um, celebrate Christmas January 6th and 7th, and then they officially celebrate the New Year January 13th and 14th. It's a little history lesson here. Uh, Russia has been actively trying to get a ceasefire done, although the Ukrainians didn't, didn't buy into the ceasefire, and there's been a lot of cyber activity actually going on over, the, over, over their long holiday weekend. Mandy has stated in an advisory on Thursday that the Torilla team APT was known by Mandian's designation of UNC 4210, took control of three domains that were part of the Antromita defunct command and control infrastructure to reconnect to the compromised system. The end game was to distribute a reconnaissance utility known as Kuplowak in a backdoor known as Quiet Canary. Andromilla, which is an off-the-shelf commercial malware program, goes back to at least 2013 and compromises systems through infected USB drives. Post-compromise, it connects to a list of domains, most of which have been taken offline. There's no relationship between the two, but they're taking advantage of old uh, retired infrastructure in order to go back in, thinking people could have forgotten all about it. This next story is a stunner. Millions of vehicles are at risk because of API vulnerabilities uncovered in 16 major car brands. The bugs affecting millions of vehicles from 16 different manufacturers could be abused to unlock, start, and track your cars, plus impact the privacy of car owners. The uh, security vulnerabilities were found in automotive APIs powering Acuras, BMWs, Ferraris, Fords, Genesis, Honda, Hyundais, Infiniti, Jaguar, Kia, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, Nissan, Porsche, Rolls-Royce, Toyota, as well as software from Reviver, Series XM, and Spirion. The flaws run a wide gamut, ranging from those that give access to internal company systems and user information to weaknesses that would allow an attacker to remotely send commands to achieve uh, code execution. The research, which was led by Yoga Lab researcher Sam Curry, detailed security flaws and connected vehicle services provided by SiriusXM that could potentially put cars at risk of remote attacks. The most serious uh, one of the issues concerns Spirion's telematics solution, which could be exploited to gain full admin access, enabling an adversary to issue arbitrary commands to about 15 million vehicles as well as update the device firmware and some of these they can turn off the cars and and one of the bigger risks is a lot of these cars are actually powered by law enforcement or ambulances in some different larger cities they can dispatch take those cars offline some of the vulnerabilities identified in mercedes could grant access to internal applications via an improperly configured single sign-on authentication scheme while others could permit user account takeover and disclosure of sensitive information APIs are going to be top of mind this year. You've heard it here. You hear a lot of people talk about it, but, but don't, don't let it go for granted. This is significant. As our cars are more interconnected, they could just, these alone could be significantly dangerous. Um, if you thought Fast and the Furious was, uh, uh, Fast and the Furious car hacking was kind of like a movie thing. No, it's really not. Rackspace is now coming with an update. So, our last uh, three quick stories here for the show this morning, folks. One, customer email data was accessed in the ransomware attack. Rackspace did reveal last week that the attackers behind the incident last month accessed some of the customer's PST files, which can contain a wide range of information, including all of your emails, calendar data, contacts, tasks. All they need to do is just have Outlook open, open those PST files, and they have complete access to that inbox, meaning all of those emails are now readily available. The now-finished investigation led by CrowdStrike says that they've gained access to the personal storage folders of 27 different Rackspace customers. However, the company added there's no evidence that they viewed the content or misused any of the information, but there's no way to really know once you've downloaded the PST, once you've opened it, that's it. 
Um, it, you can open it in a controlled Outlook environment offline in a shut-off network, and there's no way for you to know. Uh, affected uh, clients can still download some recovered PST data, according to the firm, but um, there's still more from Rackspace there. At least now we know the full impact. Air France and KLM are notifying customers of an account hack. The uh, Flying Blue, which is the loyalty program for Air France, KLM, Transvadia, El Kaline, Kenya Airways, and Tarum, the Romanian company, um, have been uh, breached, and they suspect that some uh, PII was leaked. They haven't given the full details yet, only asked to say, go reset your passwords. So there's that. And finally, tomorrow being Patch Tuesday, Microsoft will be ending the Windows 7 extended security updates uh, then. So the last Windows 7 Professional Enterprise Edition will no longer receive extended security updates for critical and important vulnerabilities starting tomorrow, which will be the official Patch Tuesday. Microsoft launched that. So if you're on Windows 7, it's now officially at risk. This is the last time they'll get you'll get any sort of patching and updates. You definitely want to upgrade to a Windows 10 um, sooner rather than later. That's it for our show this morning. But a quick shout out to Matthew, Scott, Karen, Bill, Gary, Chris, Anthony, and Gino. Thank you all for being here with us this morning. Really appreciate it. You can follow us on our uh any of our podcast channels, go to our website, cyberhubpodcast.com or our YouTube channel, cyberhubpodcast.com for a whole lot more. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back tomorrow right here live at 9 a.m. Till then, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.